the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, stock market. Um throwing out your back, you know, things that may not sound like money issues that are money issues. Those are some of my favorite things to talk about. Bank of America's in the news today. They're shelving plans to increase its dividend and buy back more shares. I would say they're the top story of the day. If for nothing else, we're looking at them and saying, okay, so this is how that 2008 banking crisis plays. They're down... Roughly 72 cents a day, down almost 5%. I look at this one in particular as a buying opportunity. I think the headline's worse than the ding to their business. Bank of America shelving plans to increase its dividend, buy back more stock. Bank of America says the move is tied towards an incorrect adjustment of how it valued certain securities it obtained through acquisition. From Merrill Lynch. Bank of America stock slumps today 5% on that news. It's going to resubmit a new capital plan, probably about 30 days, and probably will be, you know, accepted, expected to be expected. So they're going to save some capital and not do dividends right now and not do stock buybacks now, but it'll be smaller than expected or smaller than planned previously. But it's okay. Um, I'm not a big Bank of America fan. It's not my favorite bank. I don't love banking there. But I see it as it's out there. It's a necessary evil. Other big stories of note today. There's a couple. I, I, I think the Pfizer one's the bigger to me. In large part, Pfizer's trying to make a push for AstraZeneca. A takeover value at nearly $100 billion. It's a big one. Biggest ever in pharmaceuticals. AstraZeneca has declined to engage in talks so far. U.S. drug giant Pfizer added that it's considered its options. So it would create the world's largest drug company. It would bolster Pfizer's portfolio of drugs in cancer, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. It would help its presence in emerging markets as well as significant cost energies. Last Tuesday, there was a major merger thing done in the pharmaceutical industry where some companies that make uh, shots decided, hey, why don't you sell me your shot division? I'll sell you my dog food division or my animal health care division. And that is ultimately a cost saver. It's a job killer 
but a job killer is a cost saver. So it doesn't always work, and I, I get that you're going to be frustrated with me in this one. But losing jobs is not the worst thing in the world from a corporate perspective. Highest cost of labor is uh, highest cost of business is labor, right? Other stories of note today. Ouch, says the state of California. Toyota is relocating its sales headquarters from California to Texas. Um, you've heard the commercials where Governor Perry is like, sorry, California. We're a great place to do business. <laughs> um, but Toyota is relocating its sales headquarters from California to Texas. It's bringing its various U.S. operations, which are currently spread across the country, into one space. Texas Governor Rick Perry reportedly courted Toyota by promising lower taxes and easier regulations. Sales, services, and marketing, manufacturing, quality operations will relocate to suburban Dallas. Um, Employees in Southern California are going to be told of the move today. Some will be offered relocation packages and financial assistance. Um, But yeah, 5,300 employees in the state of California. Most of them in Torrance, Torrance, which is near L.A. So that's a pretty big one. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about today. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. There's rumors that Selena Gomez is dating Orlando Bloom, who is a father and has children, roughly her age. He's 38. She's 21. Oh, to be rich and famous and to be a bad boy. I don't have enough bad boy in me to like be attractive to the women that like bad boys. I've got like a minute of bad boy. Like that's, that's about as long as I can carry that act on. So today we see the S&P 500 up 13, the Dow's up 137, the Nasdaq up a 35. Probably stocks doing well on the deal angle of Pfizer. The bank stocks lowered today because of Bank of America. A little merger mania. Trumping uh, the bad news out of the finances. So existing home sales were kind of interesting. Existing home sales compete with new home sales. Uh, Contracts to purchase previously owned homes climbed in March by the most in almost three years. So real estate's going into that spring selling season. The pending home sales index rose 3.4%. That's a pretty big move. First gain in nine months. Uh, Keep in mind we had that winter. It was cold across the United States. Housing demand is weakened since the middle of last year. Rising prices and rising borrowing costs have put homeownership out of the reach of a lot of prospective buyers. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, you know, it was a dismal winter. And we're starting to see economic data supporting that we can get out of it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Sometimes we're sloppy. We're always loud. Traffic. 32 points, a gain of 8. 
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about today. Money invested in more. Um, don't be shy. I know I come across as, uh-oh, what if I say something wrong? It's really not going to be all that bad. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The SP 500 is up 6, the Dow is up 95, the NASDAQ up 2. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton from New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. I think you got this email, so I don't know the name on it, but it says, I have zero debt, own a $300,000 condo outright. I want to exactly brag about that. I have $210,000 in an IRS, $70,000 liquid, $8,000 to invest per month, $8,000 to invest per month. Goal is to guarantee income, $4,000 per month for life, so I can retire as soon as possible between the age of 40 and 50. I'm currently 34 years old. What do you recommend for me? How much are fees? Well, first of all, the condo is probably in Stockton, so that's a great, great, great condo in Stockton. Be nice. Um, could all be, right, could be a free month. This this email was interesting because a lot going on. Well, there's a lot going on, and part of it is just the understanding of the the time value of money, which is really important in terms of understanding how much you need to save for retirement. And the first concept that people need to get is inflation. Because inflation is really for the average retirement. That's kind of the boogeyman. You know, how, how much were my costs? Once I have a limited resource, which, resource, which is my nest egg, how long is this money going to last? And inflation plays a big part in that. A 1% move in inflation means you have to draw more out of your portfolio. And it, if, you have to sit and do the math. But trust me, if a 1% move up in inflation is more hurtful to a portfolio than a 1% move down in long-term growth rates. Because one is a draw and one is a growth. So you have to do the math to figure it out. But look, this guy's saying I want he's, – he's making like $8,000 a month to invest now. Right. And he's saying he only wants 4000 a month to live in retirement. If 8000 a month is what, 96000 a year, right? That's what he has left over to invest, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Right, yeah. It's a sizable chunk. He wants four k a month in income, i.e. about $50,000 a year in income. At age 50, retiring at age 40 to 50, $40,000 a year in income? Well, the first You're not exactly a swinger. No. And, and, okay, so the value of money is cut in half every 18 years with inflation at yeah. normal rates. So the first math you have to do is say, okay, to get 4000 a month in today's dollars, at age 50, he'll need $8,000 a month to maintain whatever that 4000 he thinks is going to buy him. Okay? So then he has to realize that whatever vehicles he's saved in are typically pre-tax or there's embedded gains, and he has to pay Uncle Sam when he draws out. So then you have to say, okay, I actually need $11,000 a month to sell it out of my portfolio, pay taxes to net that eight grand, yeah. right? The next step, you say, okay, that $11,000 a month, that means you need about 137000 a year to live, okay? And so it, and the math is actually 11429 equates to 137143 a year to live. Now, at age 50, if you want your money to last till age 100, and you want to be able to make sure that you have the ability to draw a little bit more out each year for inflation. At age 50, a 50-year-old could only safely draw about 3.5% a year out of the portfolio. They have to leave, and this is assuming about a 6% growth rate. They, have, they can only draw 3.5% out a year to live because they have to leave the other 
2.5% or more that they get in growth in there for future, future inflation costs because you could draw out a certain amount each year, and then it's going to increase every single year with inflation. So that person, to maintain that $137,143 a year that we just calculated, would need $3.9 million to be able to retire at age 50. And that said, you, you know, think about that. And also, 33, he's putting away 100000 a year. He ain't going to hit the number. He, well, he might, but the problem is, does he want to? Does he want uh, that much of a drastic change if he's a doctor making enough to save $8,000 a month? Uh, does he really want that step down in the standard of living? Does he really realize the cost And he's a high earner money? right now. I question, like, put, I don't want to take my foot off the gas too soon. Right. Because when I do, I'm not going back to work. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you want that flexibility to be... To, if you want to work, you can. If once you I leave the high-profile career of AM radio... <laughs> Getting back into it is not going to be the easiest thing in the world because that job will have been replaced. Yeah. Your voice will sound old. Be yeah. terrible. <laughs> Trust me, there's plenty of old people in this station. <laughs> I will be young for another 30 years, comparatively. Um, with that said, also, like, what if he's, like, 45 and has a heart attack? And, like, health going to be super expensive for him until the retirement years. nice thing about working is company covers your health care sometimes. Well, you really got to think about what you're going to do in retirement. A lot of people think they want to retire at 50, and then they, what are you going to do every day? What's going to make you happy? And sometimes that's still working in some way, shape, or form, or volunteering, or whatever it may be. The other thing is, is he talks about guarantees 4000 a month in income. The only thing you can get in terms of guaranteed income is buying life annuities from insurance companies. You don't want to do that at all-time interest rate lows. You do not want to do that. So doctors get sold a lot of product. They have to be really careful, make sure they're working with a fee-based fiduciary, you know, CFP. CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. And you can find me at robblack.com. Don't be shy. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. For instance, Angry Birds is in the news. It doesn't sound like it should be, but it is. Trying to adapt, adapt, adapt. Uh, big changes in the in the gaming trends. Maker of Angry Birds, it's a mobile game. They've built a wildly popular franchise. They said profit fell by more than half in 2013, uh, which basically tells me beware of King, beware of Zynga. Um, they put a lot of money in a racing game called Angry Birds Go. They did a foundation-building year last year. Go failed to make a large impact. Stiff competition in free video games is killing them, the company. Um, new gaming entrants like Supercell Oi, which makes Heyday and Clash of the Clans, Minecraft Maker, Mojang, King Digital, Candy Crush Saga... So, Angry Birds is an investment angle story. Whether you want it to be or not, it is. So, you have to always acknowledge that. Um, Wall Street's all about product. Until last year, Rovio's flagship Angry Birds games generated revenue through download fees. Nearly all the top performing titles in the industry today are so-called free-to-play or freemium games. So, Rovio has to kind of adjust its model now. Free-to-play, that transition has taken a little longer than expected for Rovio to, to figure out. 
Now, they still made a lot of money for those little Angry Birds. And again, they sell cute little plush dolls. You'll see some trick-or-treaters come to your house this year. Net profit of $37 million. Not too shabby, right? It was almost double that the year before. That's a little bit of a problem. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Thanks for the support and for listening to the show. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Chelsea Handler is in talks to leave E and head to Netflix to do a show. Nothing has been decided in format. Now, we all know Netflix and we all know. HBO and, you know, Hulu and the big battles that are going on at this point in time. But to think of a live show on Netflix would be interesting. Now, there's no shortage of late-night talk shows. There is a shortage of late-night talk shows that have women as hosts. Um, Would she be able to get enough viewers to make it worth Netflix's effort? Probably. Probably. So, Microsoft's in talks with a couple studios for you know, creating their original content for Xbox. So, again, no shortage of distributors out there. In fact, it seems, you know, why not Burger King have its own show kind of thing? Anyhow, uh, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. The calls in the air. The SP 500 is up 6. The Dow's up 95. The NASDAQ up 2. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. A lot of people want to buy a house. And they start with, I want to buy a house. How do I calculate how much I can afford? What's the number? Um, okay, so the standard guidelines, and that's what you're going to follow. These are the best rates out there from Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, and you have to follow those guidelines. They're going to say you can spend a certain percentage of your income. If you're W-2, that's your gross income. If you're self-employed, that's going to be your net income that goes over on your 1040. So it's a basic uh, formula, and you have to factor in. Uh, the, the actual debt on the house called PITI, Principal Interest Tax and Insurance. Slow it down. Slow it down. PITI. PITI. PD. PD. And What's any other expenses for? that go into the property plus your other debt. So, oh. and, and if your credit score is high enough, and this is where credit score becomes a big factor in how much you can borrow. So if you have a 640 score, you're going to borrow less than somebody who has a 740 score based on your income. So your percentages are allowed to go higher. So let's say that that max is 45%. That's called your back-end ratio. That back-end ratio is 45% of your gross income if you're W-2. That's a pretty high number. Right. So if you make $10,000, you can spend $4,500 a month on all of your debt. So if you if you have $500 in credit card and car payment debt, then that leaves you with 4000 for PITI. Gotcha. So you work backwards. You subtract. Let's say it's a $500,000 house. 
That's about 500 in taxes, about $100 a month in insurance. Back that out, that leaves you with $3,400. So it seems like you're going to yeah. be buying a house in a year. You start paying down your credit. In large part because it's going to be part of the factor. It is going to be because that if you have a lower credit score, that ratio could go from 45% down to 35%. So you're losing the ability to buy, and, it, and it's retarding your ability to go at a higher price. And it might put you in a worse neighborhood, better, you know, worse school districts. So credit score really translates big into the uh, real estate industry. Gotcha. One of the things I try to tell people, there's no rule of thumbs. I mean, you could kind of start with an area. Like when I was growing up, it was no more than 28% of your income should go right. into servicing your mortgage. That's pretty nice. It's conservative. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good standard to follow. But ultimately what a lot of people still don't understand how to calculate their income, especially if you're self-employed. Some people use their gross. Some people use their net. But they forget that there's things you could back into it. Ultimately, you do have to get pre-approved. That's really the first step. And let a professional do it. I think people try to do it too, too much on their own. They get a realtor. They start shopping, and then they find a, a loan agent, and they find out that they're not approved for a certain amount because it could have been their credit score. They're looking at a different program that has mortgage insurance that also gets factored in the PITI, MI. So there's a lot of other factors that play into it, and, and it becomes more difficult nowadays. There's no stated income programs. There's no um, starter teaser rates that can help you qualify. It's all straight math now, and it's straightforward. It's something people really need to get comfortable with is how much can you afford because I can tell you, a lot of people don't think about property taxes. That comes in, bam. That's, that hurts. It hurts. Um, a roof goes bad. Yeah. Um, people go into foreclosure. Again, I had a friend whose father took money out of his house, bought a house, took money out of that house, bought another house, took money out of that. And he'd never prepared for a worst-case scenario. And when a worst-case scenario hit where he lost a, a renter, all four houses collapsed. Yep. All four houses went into foreclosure. Um, it became viral. And it doesn't have to be that way if you don't overbuy. Um, there's a rule of thumb, again, doesn't always work for people. Depends on how much money you put down and other factors. But two and a half times your annual salary. So if you make $100,000, you could probably afford $250,000. Um, so a million-dollar house, which is norm on the peninsula, you need a lot of money to yep. afford that. A $400,000 income Probably, um, if you're going to be doing a you know typical mortgage type stuff, and again, that's what's what's focused about this. And but you did mention something that's uh, very important: is people also underestimate their expenses on the property, yep. utilities, maintenance. It's estimated that you're spending $200 a month on average in maintenance. And what's is what's also interesting is this isn't part of the that you're qualifying uh, debt. And it really does become a debt. It becomes a monthly debt that does not get included. So definitely uh, account for that and prepare for having higher expenses owning a property. Good stuff. Good things to know. Good things to ponder. I like arguments. I like conversation. Um, Too many people buy houses without thinking of what can they actually afford. And sometimes you just should go into that starter house, you know? Sometimes that should be your first house for your next five to ten years, build a little bit of equity and then... You know, get the house that you really, really want. Um, I'm not in my dream house. I still underbuy. Uh, one day I'll be in my dream house. Probably when it's probably called a coffin. <laughs> Dirt <laughs> nap time. That's Johnny Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. There's a story out there today that I almost want your feedback, but maybe not. I think it's a telling story. Toyota's relocating its sales headquarters from California to Texas. 
uh, to bring its various U.S. operations, which are currently spread across the country, into one place. Texas Governor Rick Perry basically touted lower taxes and easier regulations. I live in California. I work in California. I've done business in California. And it's not the easiest state to do business in. You know, some positives clearly are uh, the amount of smart people here. One of the negatives is that it is expensive to do business with smart people. Um, At some point in time, the teeter-totter hits. You know, my brother David's coming to visit me, and he's bringing his girlfriend. And I think he's going to be shocked by what a million-dollar house is or isn't. Uh, He's lived in California before, back down near San Diego. So, you know, no one's hiding the fact. But people on the East Coast are like, your house is how much? Uh, At some point in time, wives start to make decisions. Honey, I'm doing the best I can. And if we sell this house, we can go buy four houses. We could buy one in Tahoe, you know, and woo, one in Tampa, woo, name a vacation area. One in Connecticut, woo, Connecticut probably not as much so as uh, Tahoe and Florida, but you get the idea. At some point, people don't have to continue to you know, chase the lifestyle. It's very, very expensive to live here. A million dollars here is not a million dollars in the state of Washington. Washington and Oregon have two very beneficial tax codes that you know, complement each other, so it makes sense to live in Vancouver or Oregon. One doesn't have an income tax, one doesn't have a sales tax. Um, yes, please. And the taxing on housing, obviously considerably lower. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, stocks. Do you feel that California could lose its luster? Because on one hand, the higher taxes are problematic. On the other hand, Google has turned its corner in its pursuit of a car that can drive itself. The tech giant self-driving cars can navigate freeways pretty comfortably, albeit with a driver ready to take control. But city driving with its obstacle course of jaywalkers, bicyclists, and blind uh, corners have been a problem. They say that they've turned the corner on that. I'm excited. I'll be quite honest with you. I think we're going to see more driver-assisted vehicles before we see a driverless car. But as sensors become cheaper, we'll also see more safety features, like you won't be able to drive drunk. Um, and again, what if someone's chasing you? What if someone's got a chainsaw and they're ready to kill you and you need to get away from them? Mm, I guess you're going down. AOL, 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 America Online, Line. They found a security incident in its network. Okay, now, I don't use AOL, but I'll say this. Every month to three months, I change all my passwords. Um, and it is a pain in the hiney. I use a three-system code. I change the three systems up. But it helps me remember the passwords. Never, ever hit have your browser remember it for you. With AOL investigating a security breach, again, just a reminder, a lot of people still on that system. You should change your passwords. Microsoft found out over the weekend that they've got a browser issue. Computer security firm basically notified them PCs running XP will not get any updates, but 
non-XP well. Microsoft stopped supporting the 13-year-old operating system earlier this month. Chelsea Handler is in talks for a Netflix show, which again, kind of interesting. I won't lie, I won't say, ooh, that's pushing my investor button today. I do have an investor button, just not going to tell you where it is. We'll take a break here. This is Rob Black of Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening and supporting the show. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Listening to Rob Black and your money. Money in 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 1220. It's 800 516 1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I try to comb through and get you the very, very best financial business stories that I can on a day-by-day basis. Again, trying to teach you a little bit about investing. Sadly, I think investing is a lot easier than people think it is. And people end up hurting themselves by complicating it. So I try to decomplicate it, uncomplicate it, something, and put it in terms that makes a little more sense to you. Um, Doesn't always work. You know, I do my best. There's no relationships on Wall Street that do always work. There's no math formula that always works. There's no software that always works. If there was, we wouldn't be doing this. We'd all be rich billionaires. So you just try to figure it out over time. There's some financial lessons that I think you could, you know, uh, learn from. There's one rule of thumb that is tied towards what healthy spending looks like. And the idea is that 50% of your money goes to things that you need, 30% to wants, and 20% to savings. Now, just start doing the math, and 20% has to go to savings. So let's take your paycheck and go from 100 to 80. 10% sales tax in California, 80 to 70. Income tax, 10% roughly, 70 to 60. Federal income tax, 20, 25%, 60 to 35. So your take-home after you've done everything is a really small amount of money, 35% of your income. That's why you can't afford to pay more than 28 to 35% for your housing. It sucks, right? That kind of math I just showed you is healthy spending. You have to have an emergency fund as well. Can you do that? I don't know. I don't want you to work your whole life and then die. I want you to work your whole life and then retire with style. 
Um, whether that looks like you played bunko in retirement or fishing. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about on the show. I constantly preach that two assets should be paid the most attention to. Your retirement plan, which is a probably a 401k, a 403b, a 457, or a SEP IRA. Resist the idea that, oh, I'll start that when I make more money. Do it now. The other thing that I want you to focus in on, if you want to become wealthy, getting rid of credit card debt. Aggressively pay off all debt over 8%. Some parts of student debt and some parts of mortgage debt are tax deductible. And that's one reason you keep them around. And also, if you're, you know, never prepay your mortgage. Never, ever, never, ever. Anyone want an article on why you should never prepay your mortgage, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Um, in theory, there's also another phrase that I like to throw out there. Your income should rise faster than your lifestyle. There was a mistake that I made in my life that I fell in love with a very pretty girl. She was a model, and she showed me some some signs that she wasn't all there mentally. The way she would snap, um, the things that got her upset. I tried to get rid of her. It's almost as if I tried to move, and she'd always pull me right back in. That was a financial mistake. So we were spending money as... Just crazy. She was one of those high-end, shall we say, uh, relationships. So, pay yourself first is a phrase that's kind of stupid. But I like the idea of automatically having money come out of your bank and into some mutual funds. The greatest phrase of all time in investing is, be greedy when others are fearful, be fearful when others are greedy. And it's the toughest one to do. Another phrase out there, the gulf between a great company and great investment, it can be extraordinary. There's a good book out there called Emergence Dividend Achievers, M-E-R-G-E-A-N-T, Dividend Achievers. You can get a used copy on eBay. Grab it. You don't have to have an up-to-date, you know, sometime in the last two years. Grab it, read it in the tub one day while you're soaking I think we'll enlighten you on what a great company is, a great investment. When you could say both of those, it's both a great company and a great investment, you're on to something. Most IPOs will burn you. I want you to be very cautious about IPOs. There's people who have more information than you. And why are they selling? Why are they selling at the public? If it was that great of a company... They probably wouldn't be doing that, right? If you come up with a great company, you're going to hold on to it as long as you can, like Mark Zuckerberg did with Facebook before finally coming public. It was a big, big, big company. Um, the best investors in my mind have an edge in psychology, probably a better edge in psychology than they have in finance. Uh, having mental strength and mental fortitude is very, very important. Let's take a break here. You can find me online at robblack.com. 
That's robblack.com. There's an app out there at iTunes and iPhones and Amazon where you can listen to the show through the app. Search for it under Rob Black in your mic. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.